Hello and welcome to the second episode of The Cable Connection. We are the premier podcast delving into the world of telecommunications. We discuss the who, what, why, how, where, what, and why of all things cable. <laughs> Today in the studio, we have Paul. You can say hi. Hello. We have me, Jono. Hi. Uh, unfortunately, Chad is busy and shout out to the owner of the recording studio and the host with the most webby he is up in buffalo with family he had a death in the family this weekend shout out to you if there's any broken glass by your back window i'm sorry we forgot the key you left us um tough there's only a few blood stains only a few just a little (laughs) bit we are brought to you in part by the chesapeake chapter of the sCTE all thoughts and opinions are those of the cast and we do not represent anyone other than ourselves now paul would you like to introduce our first guest ever (laughs) i think he's a guest that doesn't need a huge introduction but we have brandon from ppc i'm sure everybody's Almost everybody that works, especially in the Beltway areas, for sure, probably met him at some point. Um, thanks for thanks for joining us, Brandon. No problem. My pleasure, guys. Yes, very exciting. So let's just start off. Does PPC stand for anything? I've been wondering that. Oh, that's a great question. So. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so the, the hilarious part about this is PPC used to be family owned. Oh. Uh, for, oh God, I think it was like 70 something years. Oh, oh. And, wow. and then back in 2012, the family sold it off to Belden. So PPC is actually owned by Belden. Oh, All right. now a lot of us here, you know, I've been at PPC for seven years. Um, there's not many left from the time before it was Belden. No one's really sure what PPC actually stands <laughs> for. It's a running joke on the sales team. Now, we've all heard the uh, acronyms out in the field, right? That you can use your imagination and put <laughs> PPC together and figure out, you know, ending with uh, connectors is the last one. Um, so it's interesting. So there's been some rumors of it standing for uh, perfect performing connectors, what I always tell people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so so it, that's, that's what I roll with. It originally started with just connectors for cable line. I'm assuming. Yeah. Drop connectors is kind of like where they found their home and it was just their sweet spot. And, you know, they just kept growing that business and growing and growing. And it's it's actually really cool because everywhere you go, I'm sure no matter where you are, probably globally, you're going to see a PPC connector in, in whatever building you're in. That's cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Cause I mean, just think about each bag of connectors has what 50. I'm just guessing. Uh, yeah, 50. Yep. Oh, sweet. Good guess. I, sh- yep. I should do one of those bean count, jelly bean count. <laughs> as, as a field tech, you probably should have known that answer. <laughs> anyway. So, so the, the point of that story was like, we just rip a bag open, dump it in our thing. And we just use them all day and think about, I mean, I'm an excellent technician. I change every connector, every job. Mm-hmm. So I go through bags of them. So it's just how many are out there. It's such a huge thing. You don't think about like just connectors. And, so, yeah. And by bags, he means once this year. It's one of those like, oh man, I took my ladder off the van. Oh yeah. That's back <laughs> it, sore. It is funny. Cause yeah, I mean, anywhere you look, there is no, it's just, Hey, we're PPC. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah. That's, that, oh, 
But it's not just connectors, though. You guys, I mean, there, there's. We were talking last night. Um, the ground blocks. Yep. Which so. If, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. I'm. I'm. I'm being rude. A bad host. My coffee's <laughs> kicking in. Yeah. So any any drop product is kind of where PPC's sweet spot is. So your connectors, your ground blocks, um, terminators, your uh, wall plates, your even button terminators inside. Uh, F81 barrels, anything that goes from that tap pole all the way into the house is kind of where PPC kind of sits in that space real nice. That's so cool. Like who, who wakes up one day, especially it was 80 years ago and says, yeah, I want to get into this untapped market. Honestly, it kind of makes sense, though. I mean, you, yeah. think, you think about the boom, this fifth, you know, late fifties, especially into the sixties. That's when cable really started taking off. Yeah. So somebody had to do it, but it's not just the drop side, though. But you do you do the mainline connectors and a lot of that stuff too, right? Yeah. So oh. right, like yeah, like any company, um, you don't want to end up being the Radio Shack of the world, right? <laughs> True. So <laughs> PPC, one thing PPC's really you know done well at is just kind of not reinventing themselves, but just spreading yourself, you know, into more portfolios to kind of say, Hey, as the market changes and the MSOs initiatives are changing, we make sure that we're aligned with what these MSOs are doing and positioned to grow alongside with them. So we've, you know, PBC has gotten into hardline cable connectors, you know, that's been for a while now, but now they're moving into other stuff. So they're starting to get into the fiber space and the remote five space and, you know, hardline cable and all the other different aspects. Even drop cable was a newer product that was just launched maybe 10 or 15 years ago. So that, that brings up one of my questions. I was wondering, I noticed over the past year or so, our drop cables, the RG6 and the RG11 are flooded. And I don't think they ever were. Like I noticed now when, you know, the once a year that I change a drop, like I, I peel back the braiding. <laughs> But there's like an actual flooding to it. Is that that was a conscious decision? Like I understand why, but I also don't. Uh, I think you know it is kind of like one of those. Look, in a perfect world, if your connectors are tight at each end of the drop, theoretically, you should never get water in your drop, right? Right. Um, now, I prefer that was saying, and, and maybe I'll say it three times. Uh, if your connectors are tight at each end of the drop, you'll never get water inside your drop. Um, pending squirrels, right? Cause you're always going to have the problem with squirrels. Oh, squirrels. And even that flooding compound with squirrels isn't going to save you because they just dig too deep into that cable where it, it just causes problems. You, even that flooding compound is not going to save you with the squirrels. Squirrels are the Lex Luthor or the Joker to the cable guys, Superman or Batman. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. It just uh, squirrel chew. So fun fact, though. Us and I think a few other vendors actually came out with a cable to prevent that. Please say squirrel poison or squirrel <laughs> it was, bombs. It was, I won't say it was squirrel poison, but it was something. The only problem was it was so expensive. It wasn't. No MSO was going to buy it. They so were, like kind of. There's this nice old lady sitting down watching like Maverick or something. And then she hears like a. In the outside, and she looks out the window, and there's like this burnt char of like something on her wire. And she's like, "What was that?" And then another squirrel goes and walks up and takes one bite. 
It's just like the cat from National Lampoon's Christmas. <laughs> I can I can see the headlines now. It'll be either com, you know Com Comcast inhumane to squirrels. <laughs> They're like, sorry guys, sorry West Virginia, we gotta cut squirrel season down till like <laughs> December. <laughs> hey, we got we got we got like three more weeks of squirrel season. Now, I know. So. I <laughs> genuinely, I I think I'm gonna have to go out soon maybe this weekend i i got accosted and uh doxed by how old is your daughter <laughs> what addy addy no six. no uh, april. uh april oh april's 11 11 i got uh, attacked by uh an 11 year old girl at a uh, outdoor show for trying to buy a squirrel and a raccoon hat so <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah it was bad uh, she, as soon as she <laughs> saw what he was looking at she beelined it over to him and his brother and so, like, was just what you looking at murderer <laughs> like, it's just a raccoon hat it's already dead <laughs> So I have to make some, I got to explode some squirrels with some cable line and make my own little tail. <laughs> but no, that that's all. Because if, if people don't know what flooding is, it's basically, I know, I don't know if there's a bad word, but Hop always called it icky pick. I don't think that's a bad word. <laughs> yeah, that works. I think it's a dance. Isn't there like a Bengals guy? That, the icky shuffle. Icky shuffle. Oh, icky shuffle. Yes, yes, yes. But it's like this gooey, sticky stuff, and it's basically made for underground. My my experience was it was underground cable. If it gets nicked or cut, this gooey stuff will kind of flood over and kind of self-heal just to help prolong the cable the life, integrity. The integrity. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yep. So now now it's really cool seeing it on on aerial lines. It's it's pretty it, it and it doesn't seem to have added weight. My back still hurts just the same hauling a spool of cable. Like it doesn't yes. seem heavier. <laughs> you know, it's interesting too that reminds me, you know, just to show you how the ins and outs and how the vendors are always kind of listening to the techs. You can actually order. I think the spools for the outdoor cable are in thousand foot reels. Uh huh. You can actually get those in seven hundred and fifty foot reels too to kind of cut down Just, on the weight for the technicians. Oh wow! Yeah, we oh. had an area. I forget what area it was that was a big deal to them. So we made it so they can order seven hundred and fifty foot reels. I bet. I, this is just assumptions, but I bet it might be like urban areas. Cause I remember when I first got hired, I worked in like Potomac, Silva, uh, Silver Spring, and you would have to go just, you would park somewhere and walk what felt like miles just to get to your job because of the, the parking out here. You just park in the front yard or driveway. But I used to have one yep. of those pull along like suitcase duffel uh, work bags because I had to bring everything. Yeah. So uh, that that would make sense to me because you just out here you can just you you have a mobile office you just pull sure. they're like oh yeah you want to move up to I I don't know what kind of accent that was <laughs> but they're like yeah just pull around back and I'll just you know who cares it's it's all mud anyway and you just have your whole warehouse right there while you're working yeah yeah I think maybe it was Chicago someone in Comcast I believe was kind of entertaining a little uh, trial of having mobile stations, people just driving vans around. Hmm. And this might've actually been charter. It might not have been yeah. Comcast actually um, where they were actually testing that theory out and saying, Hey, if we just have technicians in the urban areas yeah. and then we designate people to be their workstations kind of flowing between jobs to make it easier to get the jobs completed because that was a challenge they faced. I think it was charter. What's funny because we yeah we actually had those discussions more just conversationally when I was in 
when I had the, the DC commercial team, because, you know, you have the, the metro station right across the street. And we kind of thought something similar to that, like get those guys just like a tow behind little cart or a nice bag. They can keep all their main stuff in. Give them a metro pass because, I mean, you know what parking in DC is like. <laughs> yep. It's yep. a disaster. So we're like, and the amount of tickets the guys rack up and it's, Ooh, yeah. and it's just, and it's not yep. any fault of theirs or you can't park anywhere, especially yeah. like K street and stuff. Like it's a mess. We're like, give them a Metro pass, go down there. And then, yeah, just, you know, we had some, some vans at the time that were more like pastors. I like, yeah, just load them up. You, you make a pit stop, drop off some equipment if a guy needs it. And that way they can just continue about their day. It's like, it almost seemed kind of logical. It's like getting an easy pass. Right. And it's, but sure. when you look at now with like companies do a lot of like self I, uh, SIK stuff and mailing mm. stuff to homes mm-hmm. yep. and mailing stuff to business, like why not? Like a BVE, everything's mailed to that customer. So all the tech needs to bring with them is just, you know, a handful of tools and stuff. And then they're just, they're, they're hooking up the equipment that was already brought to that customer. So it's like, why, why go through all that of having a truck and parking and yeah. all these other hassles? So, yeah. So before we get too far, let's let's delve a little more into Brandon. What what uh what you said you've been with uh, PPC for seven years. Like what where'd you start? What do you do now? What's what's your whole growth on it? Yeah, seven seven years of PPC. I started as like a junior rep, uh, just kind of traveling throughout the Northeast, helping all the sales guys, um, kind of learning the ropes and the cable industry. And then the territory here opened up in Beltway and I kind of was told, Hey, if you want a territory, you know, this is, this is open, you know, cause territories don't open up too often in PPC. Hmm. So I decided to, uh, I was living up in Albany, New York. That's where I'm from. So oh, pack, that makes a pack, lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> pack, pack the U-Haul, pack the U-Haul, me and the Husky, we jumped in the car and, you know, we moved down to Baltimore. That's what my wife calls me. She's always like, me and the Husky are going out on a date. <laughs> Actual Husky. I'm a big Husky dog lover. Oh, that's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Does he, he have got, like the, the two color eyes? He's got, uh, he had, he had green eyes. The one we have now has, um, actually normalized. It's weird. It's like one, they're both kind of like brownish. So it's Isn't that weird to have like quote unquote normal eyes in a Husky? Yeah. As a dog. Yeah. It's so strange. <laughs> It is. But yeah, moved down here to Baltimore and, you know, been down in Baltimore now for yeah, actually seven years of PPC. I think I've been in Baltimore for six. Oh, nice. Heterochromia iridum is the two color eye thing. <laughs> I have to yeah. put that out there. My wife's a vet tech, so she would just horribly, horribly hurt me if I didn't point <laughs> well, out. The fact that you had to Google it, I think she's going to be disappointed. Shh, she not. doesn't know. Oh, I just told her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't cut that out. I'm not afraid of her. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> but so you, did you have any cable experience before zero. PPC? Zero. Oh, wow. Zero. So I had zero cable experience. I was always a kid in high school, though, that was building computers for people. So I nice. was kind of, I was kind of the computer nerd. And then, you know, when PPC, you know, uh, headhunter recruited me, I knew nothing about the industry. And I told them that on day one, the first interview, I remember being like, yeah, you guys have a catalog of like 400 parts and I don't even know what any of this stuff is, but it took a solid year and a half to learn the business. But that's one thing that was really cool was, I remember, you know, Comcast would set me up with technicians and I would just go out in the field. And, you know, I had a lot of nice counterparts and customers along the way really show me the ropes of cable and help me kind of learn it. 
It really is then, a family atmosphere. Yeah, we yeah. all want to help each other get better. It is. Yeah, it was It was really interesting to see. And I just played that new guy forever. I still play. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that bar low. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this? Nodi? Not, not naughty? Not no. Naughty. What, what is this thing you speak of? <laughs> Connector? <laughs> <laughs> he still spells it with an er at the end <laughs> i tell you what i have a very i was gonna say fond memory of you from when i first got hired but it's just it's a vivid memory oh boy i uh, you came no it's a good thing it's okay. <laughs> at least this one is you uh you came out to demonstrate to a whole class of 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 new techs and i remember you told us when when we're putting i think it was you uh, a strikingly handsome New Yorker guy working for PPC. I think that sounds that. about accurate. Yeah. <laughs> but um, profile. you talked about filling the cup with milk or that something like it. when you put the that connector is. on. <laughs> and I, because if, if for people that maybe don't know what we're talking about, the dielectric insulation is white on the cable. So when it's all prepped and stuff, and you take your connector and you slide it on, you want to. There's basically a part where the white dielectric insulation will become flush with the inside of the connector and you always said you want a full glass of milk because it's technically a suck out if it's not and you can push it too far which will make it not yep. connect properly and that is always I, one of those things we, we have a, a co-worker buddy named nick and he is very 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 picky about stingers being too long and he is he will always clip it and and make sure that the stinger's proper. And I'm very picky about that glass of milk being full because of you. So thank you. Yeah. Full cover milk, white dielectric at the top of the post. You're good. Yeah. So good. So you you came down from Albany, Albany, uh, started working with PPC. You were a junior I already forgot well, the title. I'm so bad. I don't even know yeah. what I do in the cable company. <laughs> Before I came here, junior rep, and then junior took rep. over here, regional sales manager. Oh, wow. I've been in that same role ever since. So I've kind of just been in that role. Actually, and then I took on the Keystone market three years ago. I didn't have Keystone, oh. but now I, I have Keystone on my plate. So you, you drive up there, too. Like, do you still do the things where you drive around and, and like, uh, teach oh, new guys? Yeah. I was in uh, Richmond all week. So I was down in Richmond, Virginia all week. Ooh. Oh, um, that's like five hours away from here. Yeah, not so much teaching the new guys because Comcast doesn't really hire new techs anymore. But it's Very it's few. not just Comcast, right? You you supply have, Cox. We have Cox Communications, so we we sell to everyone nationally. Oh wow! I my accounts, I only have Comcast and Cox Communications. Oh, okay. So the, and okay. it's very similar because you know, Cox licenses uh, Comcast's X One platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very similar That's even right. when I'm in the. Even when I'm in the Cox accounts, it's the same stuff. It's very similar. That's because uh, I remember I've had a customer where uh, they were coming from California and they were like, yeah, I had Cox out there and uh, they, I was doing my little spiel and he's like, oh, no, I know how it works. I had that out in California. I was like, no, 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 no. Word, you, you realize you're East Coast. It's, it's called Comcast Xfinity out here. And he's like, no, no, trust me. <laughs> I was very confused. <laughs> I was like, businesses can share stuff in in, a, in an attempt to make a profit. Yeah. Who'd have thunk? Yeah, they're That's doing a, big things too. Cox is doing big things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, I never realized that there are. I always figured it was like 
Cox, Comcast. Um, uh, oh no, who's the other big guy? It was Time Warner. Time Warner Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Charter. Charter bought Time Warner and they rebranded it Spectrum. Yep. So, like, I thought there were three cable companies, but just as you grow up, like we talked about last episode, there are there's hundreds. Like anyone, you could just make a cable company and. It just that was mind blowing to me to think that there could be so many out there and, and they all need connectors. <laughs> Pretty much. So it, it, it's bizarre, yeah. It is bizarre. There's <laughs> there's a ton. There's a ton of them. So what we, we do have some uh questions that have been asked around, and I think you're the right guy to ask. One is red versus blue mocha filters. Yes. So as people know, there was a red mocha filter forever and then a slightly longer blue stickered one came out and we're, we're very curious. What's the difference? Why? So, uh, all the change there was the, uh, DB threshold of security protections. So I think, I think the red one, I meant to look this up this morning for, I think the red one was a 40 DB mocha filter. And the blue one is either 60 or 80. I can't remember if it's double or if it's actually 70. I'm sorry. The blue one is a 70 dB mocha filter. So with that extra dB threshold of protection, it just it's a more secure mocha connection. So basically when on your upstream, when the modem, when the DOCSIS boxes are talking back, the whole point of the mocha filter is to bounce the mocha frequencies back into the house for multimedia coax, uh, mocha multimedia over coax alliance, which is what mocha stands for. Um, it basically, if it got quote unquote too loud with the DBs, it could actually bleed through. So the new one is just keeping, it's just, it's a bigger net. Uh Yep. You got, you know, wow. That's cool. Yep. Which makes sense. I know. Because you know, a lot of the a lot of the chatter is about that that you know, there's gonna be that expansion of that upstream path. Right. So you really had to start looking at something along that line because you know, that five to forty two from you know, years and years and years, that's that's gonna go away. It's it is expanding. It, it has to. Yep. Dang. So one other difference between those mochas, and we saw it on the connectors as well, was the old red ones had a black, I call them gaskets, but I guess they're booties or boots. It, uh, went, yeah. it went from a black boot to a clear boot. Is there is there a reason for that? Is there a, a yeah, anything? So, yeah. So a couple things. So I'll unpack that. So <laughs> remember, remember the connectors used to have all the black boot on them, right? Right. We would get complaints all the time. Can't see the stinger from, you know, can't see the stinger, can't see the stinger, can't see the stinger, right? Right. So what PPC did was they made the port seal on the connector as clear as they could possibly make it while still passing all the UV testing that they had to go through because Mm. they're outdoor fittings, right? Oh, wow. So that is as clear as the boot can be without jeopardizing the integrity of the port from the sun and exposure. Never thought about that. Yeah. Never ever thought about that. Only Hmm. reason they went from black to clear was just because the customers didn't Mm -hmm. like it. And you don't ever want to leave your customers not happy because 
Yeah. You're opening the door for competition. So they said, okay, right. we'll, we'll fix it. Which is funny. Cause I, yeah, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've personally ever heard of anybody and maybe they're just not cutting their stingers down like they should, <laughs> but I don't know if I've ever really heard anybody complain with those ones about that. So it's, it's interesting though, that obviously there was enough yeah. of a voice out there, but I think it's kind of cool to see though, that, you know, what you guys are doing over there is like, Hey, if, if you've got, if you've got a concern, we're going to adapt. And I think yeah. that's, I think that's awesome. So yeah, I don't know if this is a rumor, but I remember being told if that uh, you, you have to look at one to really see what I'm talking about, but on yep. the clear booties, there's almost like a ring around it. And someone told me that that's actually a marking for how far the stinger should be coming out. Is that just, is that just a myth? We're going to, we're going to go ahead and chop that up to another one of those PPC myths. I always hear. Awesome. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> there is no bearing on that <laughs> that that transfer of the clearness from the very end of the tip to the very bottom. I know what you're referring to. Uh, that does not mean that's where your center conductor lines up. That is awesome. <laughs> so, so if you see a line, it please ignore it and ensure your stinger is cut to proper length because that could be a problem. Because like literally, <laughs> well, our our um, who makes our prep tools? Cable prep, probably. I think you guys cable use. prep, yeah. right? Yep. Because so if you take your cable prep prep tool, literally it's made so that if you do it properly, everything is correct. And there's actually a little measure thing yep. on it mm-hmm. that you can actually yep. hold it up to. But so it it's not like you should put a connector on and then measure it and clip it with your diagonal cutters or something. It should be ready if you fill the glass with milk. hundred <laughs> percent. You nailed it. If you go flush, I must have said this a hundred times in all the in, in, in all the new higher classes I've done over the years. If you go flush on your tool. You never have to use your cutters to cut the stinger. I don't know yep. why we add extra, add extra work. Yep. Now you're good. I heard. I did also hear a rumor that if you cut the stinger just with your cutters, that that can actually not be good. You should only cutting the cable with your cutters while it's still wrapped is actually okay. But if you did see a stinger that's too long, just clipping it is actually bad. You should, if you have to cut the the stinger down, you should actually put a whole new connector is that is that a ppc myth that is not a myth and i'm not oh. just gonna say that because you said put a whole new connector on i promise <laughs> um, use my product <laughs> uh if you cut the stinger and it doesn't have the the protection of the jacket around it in the dielectric what happens is that stinger you you're you're going to end up creating a burr on the end of that stinger oh. and as you bring that stinger into your your F81 barrel, your ground block, your splitter, whatever you're going into, you're going to have that burr coming off the end of that stinger. And there's points of contact in anything you're inserting that connection into. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're going to jeopardize the integrity of the internal components of that connection with those, those burrs coming off the end of it. Wow. 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 (laughs) That, that, that's genuinely something I think about. All the time. <laughs> well, it's funny because, yeah. like, I think about it because you know when you're doing mainline connectors and trying to trim them down. Oh yeah, there's some guys that'll just grab it and just snip, and it's just like. But then when you look at the tip of that, you wonder, like, okay, what's the proper snipping right. technique? Because some guys will will kind of they'll they'll sink in, then they'll turn it. Some guys try to do try is, to create a point isn't on it, there, like, like on on the alligator thing or so, one of the tools. Isn't there almost like a pencil sharpener? kind of thing that you can clean it with on the gator tool there is Mm -hmm. so that that's actually so on mainline you should cut it core do all that stuff but then take the alligator clip and pencil sharpen the the center conductor to to clean it 
Yeah, so cool. you can do that because when, when you're talking in reference to hardline, when you put the hardline into, I'm just going to sp- speak specifically to hardline cable going into a hardline connector. The connector itself is actually gripping down onto the center conductor. So if you have the oh. burrs on the end, it's okay to use that sharp because it's a pencil sharpener. And, and really, you don't want to scratch your center conductor when it comes mm. to hardline connect, right? Because the higher but frequency is right yes, on the outside it, of it. Exactly. But on, on hardline specifically cable going into the connector, you can do that to get rid of that burr because the connector itself is just going to grip down onto the center conductor. Wow. The, <laughs> one of the biggest reasons that I love doing this show, and there there is a history to this show. This is not just episode two. This is kind of episode 29 or 30, but we'll do a little history on the, the first show some other day. But the amount of things you learn is just mind-blowing, and it's just so great to prepare yourself for any possible future in, in the industry because it's, it's – I'm not going to say – Specific people, but I, I personally have never seen a maintenance guy use that little pencil sharpener. <laughs> 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 like, but now I know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. But uh, I think you, you, you said a, a good word earlier, Brandon, with the kind of the, the myths. What are some other myths that you have from, you know, in your that you see every day in your world? Yeah, uh, this will go we'll stay right in the topic of hardline connectors. Um, another myth. So if you actually look at the hardline connectors, you'll notice these little dash marks on the connector itself all around every corner. So we call them cut marks. Uh, we don't call them that for fun. We call that then that, cause that's where you, you measure your center conductor. You hold your aluminum sheath up to the mid body of the three piece. And wherever that cut mark is, is where you should be cutting your center conductor. Hmm. So, so to bring it back to RG 11 and RG seven, yep. are those what those little lines are? Cause it looks like it lines up with the nailed it. tip yep. of the center conductor and the dielectric. And so if you so hold, cool. yeah. So if you look at an RG 11 connector, there's two circle lines across the hole, right towards the right behind where the, the texture is on a nut. There's two circle lines that go around the whole top part of that connector. If you hold up your dielectric flush with where the first line is, where that second line is is where your se- your center conductor is going to fall because you obviously went flush on your cable prep tool to get a quarter inch prep, right? As you it, then you kind of hold it at the back of the connector, put your thumb where the back of the connector is. As you insert that cable, when your thumb hits the back of the connector, you know that you've properly transferred the connection from the cable to the transferable pin in that RG 11 connector. So here comes another question about RG 11 then myth or, or not. So my understanding, I I was always told line it up, like hold that up to it, either score the, the, the outside with your fingernail or mark it or something and push it on. And you have to stop there. But I always felt like as long as if everything's right, if you just push it on, it's not going to go too far. You can go too not far, but just put that thing on. Yeah, because you'll you'll feel the wall, right? Yeah, you're gonna. So you can you just pop that, them on. Yeah, you're gonna feel the wall, right? So you can just pop them on. You're, you'll definitely feel the wall, especially once you've done it a hundred times. Sweet. You'll know. The only thing you're really risking is not going. Like to your point, is just you're not inserting it far enough, so that the pin's not transferring properly to the pin coming out of the connector. Awesome. I'd like to give a shout out to the text that told me I was wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> and fun fact for the RG 11 connector that many people don't know. If you were to break that in half and you know how you have the post 
of your connector, mm -hmm. the inside of the RG11 connector is actually threaded because you're, oh. you can spin it on your cable like a bottle cap. Huh. So in cold weather, it, that post, as you spin it, theoretically grips into that outer jacket and it helps spin that connector right onto your RG11 cable. Wow. That's awesome. I'm willing to bet that 99% of text. <laughs> I mean, I just I just remember. I mean, I, how long have they been making it that way? Oh, since I've been here. So, wow. I mean, probably 15 years at which least. Is, which is crazy because I just like every winter, the hardest thing for a service <laughs> tech, even a line tech, like putting putting that connector on, you just don't like the bane of your existence. <laughs> yeah. Like it's solid. Yeah. And then you get some guys that, you know, maybe we'll use a torch or something or rubber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. Well, I mean, now now they make those those heaters, Dude, those which are absolutely yeah. order a which cable is, warmer. Which is cool, but. Um, I mean, you almost don't need it though, knowing that if you just turn it, yeah. it just will almost screw right on. That's that is cool. awesome. It's designed to screw right on, that and is. by by doing that, because we have that transferable pin, you're not scoring the center conductor. Yeah. It's free floating yeah. inside. Yeah. Ah. That is, and almost a harder cable would almost be better because the cable's kind of solid, it. so it grips as it turns. Yeah. Wow. Because I know I would just either push straight or wiggle, 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 wiggle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Like, yeah. screw, screw, screw. That's yeah. awesome. I tell you what, even though that's an amazing feature, it, if people, if your MSO has the ability to order a cable, a cable warmer, those things are game yeah. changers. Like, butter it, it just you you it's like a it looks like a flashlight but instead of a light bulb there's a hole and you just stick the cable in and hit a button and little leds it just warms it just enough that you can prep it it all pops off and you just right on but you haven't tried the screw on method yet though yes i need to try that because <laughs> i always just wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> you know i don't it's it's a great additive to have that warmer but you haven't tried the Willie, it's not. I wouldn't even say new method. Apparently, it's been around for a long time. We just had no idea. I can't. I, I can't believe I didn't know that. Like, Brandon, where have you been all my life? <laughs> it's it's I like must do, I must have done a bad job. I got to do better. <laughs> well, I was, I, I'll say in, in both of our defense, I was not a service tech anymore when I first met you. So, you know, maybe I, that that just didn't come up in conversation. And I had a three-hour commute to work, so I was probably pretty oh, sleepy. Oh, that's right. You he, were driving. He far, was just that's right. He yeah. just focused on the glass of milk. <laughs> <In the mail. laughs> that's awesome. So, all right, here's a random question for you that we had uh, someone write in. What is your favorite brand of dress shoe? I saw that question. <laughs> oh, God, that was a great question. Uh, and you know what's funny is, uh, hold on, actually, because I actually <laughs> brought them with me because I didn't want to forget. Nice. <laughs> so I have my favorite brand of shoes right here in my car. Uh, they're not expensive. They're cheap, but they're very comfortable. Zero grand. Zero grand dress shoes hmm. let's get a picture cole han yep cole h-a-a-n yep cole yep because i remember when i met you i was like this guy's fancy <laughs> like, <laughs> that's still stuck with me <laughs> yeah I, I i i am a stickler for you know comfy dress shoes that have a little style you can't go wrong. i was gonna say it looks like they make just about everything like tennis yep. shoes i mean their dress shoes i mean some of them are actually not and they have like good sole, like a good bottom to them seem super comfortable uh, yeah, very comfortable and very reasonably priced for exactly. for what you're for what you're getting. I mean, 
you know, if you're cool spending, you know, $150, $200, you can get a really nice pair. For, mm-hmm. for a nice shoe, that's 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 nothing. That's interesting. Yeah. And and they last. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm a big believer in spending money on your shoes. Yes. And your bed. On yes. your feet all day, and you got to rest up all night. Yes, yes. I, I oof. 100% agreement. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw my hands up in the air. So, says, says the man that came like barefoot in Crocs today. <laughs> <laughs> but I woke up in my sleep number bed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I tell you, like the the boots you wear, the you have if you're working, you got to have great shoes. I used to have horrible sleep issues and turned out I had sleep apnea. So I got a CPAP and all that jazz, but you're on, just like you said, you're on your feet and then you're on your back. Like, yeah, it's, it's accurate. Yeah. We, we have two more segments on the show, but we've got about nine minutes left. So I'm just curious, do you have anything you'd like to discuss or would you like anything more or do we want to make it in two parter or would you like us to go to the next segments? Totally. Totally whatever. I'm I'm enjoying learn. If you have yeah. more information about PPC, I think I'd rather just learn more while uh, you're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only other thing I guess we haven't touched on about from PPC is, you know, just, you know, now that we're just trying to kind of rebrand ourselves. Oh, yeah. N- not so much rebrand ourselves. Let me take that back. Um, re, you know, because a lot the problem that I, I face and I think a lot of reps face at PBC is we're looked at as, oh, that's the connector company, right? right? Oh, yeah, you guys make connectors. Oh, connectors, yeah, it's PPC, right? We're trying to change that to be, oh, that that's, you know, PPC's got, you know, a, a suite of portfolios. They're from, you know, head end to cable box in the house now, right? So we're kind of just trying to reinvent ourselves to let the customer know, hey, we're not just a connector company. We are in the fiber space. We are in the outside plant world. We are in head ends, you know, actively with all the RFI stuff going on. S, you know, right from SFPs to MUXs to, you know, you know, another company acquisition I can't speak of coming real soon here. So we're, you know, we're, we're in all that portfolio now. So we just try not to be just, oh, that's the connector company. That's cool. That, that's important. It's kind of like, um, Paul and I are in a, we'll say a sporting group. And, uh, one of the guys mentioned that he makes, he works in a cardboard box factory. And at first you're like, Oh wow. Cardboard box. But just think about, especially this day and age, how important cardboard boxes are. Like you can never downplay something because legit, if you don't have a connector, you don't have internet to buy something that's shipped in a cardboard box. If you don't have the, the hard line connectors out there, your whole neighborhood has no communication. So yeah. it, that, that's, that's huge. Like even the smallest part of your, of, of PPC's uh, uh, reputation and history is super important. Added on top of the fact that they're spreading out to, to hit so many different fields, like the ground, the ground blocks. Like <laughs> how many times have we gone to a house? I personally went to a house uh, two weeks ago. Internet was out. Nothing worked. I went around back and the RG 11 going to the ground block, about a foot of it was melted and charred and it hit the ground block. And then a little tiny bit of the copper of the stinger on the uh, other side going into the house was a little brown, but it, that ground block saved this person's house. 
Yeah. Like it grounded out. It's did its job. And it's just this little metal thing that just, I don't even know how much it costs to make, but this little metal thing that you, it's just a barrel with a screw on it to put a ground wire on. And it, it potentially saved this lady's modem, this lady's TV, her house, everything. Mm-hmm. So it's, you can never downplay the little things too. Yeah. And especially from a ground perspective, but also, you know, we're, we're no longer in the analog days, right? Oh, where yeah. There's just 56 channels. I mean, where the network is going is in, insane to think about where every single little detail matters. That, that, <laughs> that is huge. Do you like, is there like a main headquarters for PPC or? Yeah. Uh, Syracuse, New York. Oh yeah. So- Syracuse, New York. <laughs> So, so what made you come down to, was it just an opening? You came down to Maryland? Yeah, it was just an opening. They called me and, you know, I remember they called me and I was like, I'm not looking for a job. And someone referred me. Oh. Like, no, we think you're the guy. You know, we, we heard a lot of good things. And I was like, I don't even know you guys. Right. I was like, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> so, it was very interesting. It was very funny. Turns out, um, turns out he's been showing up for work for seven years at like a random <laughs> empty building. And he's like, I guess everyone's just still out. <laughs> they, 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 they haven't fixed the glitch yet. <laughs> uh, I remember. I remember when I was brand new, I, I would just go to every office just to see what was what. <laughs> They're all and just like I, snickering as you walk by. They're like, I can't believe well, I think I'm, if you, I don't even know if it's open now, but you guys, I think you guys have been doing this show in Ranson, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, I remember my first time going to Ranson, West Virginia. It was in a trailer. <laughs> and I was like, well, this can't be right. I was like, what is this? And I, I opened the door and I was like, Wow, this is Comcast. All right, I, I'm in the right spot. I was like, it's and Com- I remember someone in the office being like, "Welcome to Ransom, son." Them like, <laughs> some nice shoes you got on. <laughs> oh, it was great. It is awesome. You're like, yeah. do I hear banjo? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was great. Oh, jeez. You're like, <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's good. Yeah, Ran- Ranson's, uh, it's kind of like Harry Potter. What You see this trailer and you open the door and it's like this giant factory that's really nice on the inside. <laughs> it was. It was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and the worst part was, like, I was new. So as a sales guy, you got to be able to just walk in places. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what was on the other side of those doors. <laughs> I was like, God, I have no idea what's coming right now. But I walked in and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> you're, you're a brave man. <laughs> you smell like the inside of a wallet. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, do, do you have any closing to? I think we absolutely have to have you back on. Absolutely, like definitely to learn a lot and like if you if you would like to. Yeah, yeah, no problem. If you guys want to have me back, just you know we can sync up some awesome. days. I I promise I won't ignore your text messages next time. Oh no, you're we're, <laughs> we all get this. Hey, I, hey, you you called me right back. I'm more than good with that. <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, oh, crap. Don't worry. I, I would have missed your call anyway. I, I ended up running around the mountain and doing stuff. But we, we didn't even get into a couple things. We want to talk about what you do for the Chesapeake chapter, what CLC is like, because I think 
you've been to it, but so we'll definitely have to have you back on to tell some, some stories. Yeah, no problem. We can, we can sync that up and you know, we can make another appearance. Not a problem. Awesome. Do you, do you have any closing statements before we shut down? No, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on and I, I just listened to your guys' podcast last week was my first time listening to it. Aww. I thought it was hilarious. I think you guys get a good thing going here. So thank you, sir. Keep up the good work. And you guys both, I mean, you guys have radio voice, no doubt. I was like, these guys were made to speak on the radio. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it was great. And the banter is just hilarious. Like the little banter you you didn't edit out. I was like, oh, this is just a good mix of informational and funny at the same time. (laughs) Borderline reprehensible, but like not quite. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it's we, awesome. we don't have the 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 you know the not safe for work moniker. Yeah, yeah we we want to keep it clean so that everyone fun. from all over can can listen and yeah. So I guess with all that said, thanks for listening and don't forget you can contact us with stories, questions, and suggestions at the Cable Connection Podcast at gmail We always want to give a shout out to the SCTE and the Chesapeake chapter for helping us out. They can be found at SCTE.org and SCTE-ChesapeakeChapter.org. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the stuff. Uh, Paul really jumped on that and most other major podcast players. I should have just finished reading that sentence. (laughs) Always try to have fun, stay safe, and when in doubt, invest in shoes and beds. (laughs) (laughs) Solid. Awesome. Thank you, dude. We (laughs) will see you hopefully very soon on another show. All right. Thanks, guys. Awesome. See you, man.